Welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello friends, I'm Marcy Farrell from ThankfulHomemaker.com, and we're going to deal today with an area that's a problem for most of us, and it's clutter. Emily Barnes says, when life gets too cluttered, we neglect the important things. We all have this vision, maybe not all of us, but probably most of us have this vision of working in this perfectly organized home where there's a place for everything and everything is in its place. We picture saving time and money and less stress in this place, but many times that's as far as we get. It's just a vision and we never get there. I hope today that we can see that it isn't just a dream, but we can get there, not perfectly, but there are many ways to declutter, and I'm going to share some methods that have worked for me, and I hope will inspire you today to start working away at your clutter piece by piece with me. I love to work in an orderly space. I love order and beauty in my home, and studies have proven that people think clearer and better in uncluttered environments. Clutter is a real enemy. Clutter can keep us from enjoying our families and homes as it takes up our time. It can rob us of our joy. It can add stress to our lives and it takes up our living space. I was originally going to share a podcast this week on cleaning schedules and that's a future one coming soon. But as I started writing it, I realized that this is an area that needs to be dealt with before we can even start cleaning. Because remember, we can't clean clutter. It's almost a tongue twister there. Probably in many of our homes, picking up the items, and really the problem builds when there's nowhere to put those items, that it makes it almost impossible to even get to the cleaning part. When my home is decluttered and somewhat organized, I feel like I actually clean less because it just naturally looks clean because it's tidy. I spend less time when it's time to clean because I don't have so much stuff to put away and deal with before I can get to the actual cleaning. Our homes all have different personalities because we're all different. So order for one person is going to look different for the next person. But there's still some simple questions that we can all ask ourselves as we desire to bring order to our homes. Number one is what's important to you. Number two is what activities take place in your home. And number three, how would you like your immediate family to think about or even remember your home? These are some good starts for real change to start in your battle to conquer your clutter. And the definition of clutter as a verb is to crowd something untidily or fill with clutter. One of those fun definitions where they use the word. I always think that's interesting. And then as a noun, it's a collection of things lying about in an untidy mess. Well, that's about right. It's amazing how any flat space in my house can turn into a cluttered mess in no time if I'm not on top of it. Our belongings can begin to have an emotional drain on us. I know sometimes there's items I don't use any longer, but I find myself holding on to them because I know how much I paid for them, or maybe there's some sentimental value or a memory attached to them. But when I get to the point to let the item go and say so long to clutter and excess and duplicate items, it's really freeing. <laughs> Whenever I get those purging moments in our home, the better I feel. For me, it's that my space is easier to care for. I have a place for everything. I can find things. Then there's less stuff to dust. Ha, that's a great one alone, right? 
So I personally define clutter as anything that's disorganized or untidy. As I'm preparing this podcast, my kitchen desk area is a cluttered or a disorganized mess right now. There's not a place for everything because it may have had a place, but it's taken up by other things that don't belong there. The hope is in your home that everything has a place. And most times that's the case in my home, but at many times items have a place, but the problem usually is, is that they're not in their place. (laughs) So... So let's start out with determining what's the purpose of our home. So we already stated that all our homes are different, right? Because we all have different values and priorities. But one of the first steps to decluttering is to determine the purpose and use of the spaces in your home. The hope is your home will serve you and your family well instead of you serving your home. If it's uncluttered and there's purpose to each room, it's going to be much easier to clean and keep order. I have found that I need to determine what the purpose is for each room before I can begin to declutter. It's a simple step, but it seems to get neglected in most decluttering books. So take the time to spend a few moments in each room of your house with a pen and paper in hand and just write out what happens in each room. What's the room's purpose and what activities take place in that room? There's probably going to be one or two at most, at least main purposes for each room in your home. One example would be your kitchen. So in my kitchen, we eat and fellowship around the table. In your kitchen, you may do meals and homeschool, so you're going to be dealing with how to design your kitchen around those two purposes. Or in our family, when we read, watch television, DVDs, and we play games. So my room is designed around those purposes. More than one purpose, but they're pretty similar. In our bedrooms, we sleep and read. I'm hoping you're kind of catching on to this. So there's a place for everything, right? And if there's one thing you get from this podcast, catch this one. There must be a place for everything for you to maintain order in your home. The moment an item in my home doesn't have a home, (laughs) that's the start of clutter. Let me say that again. The moment an item in my home doesn't have a home is the start of clutter. And it doesn't take long for clutter to build from there. I think we should all have a sign in our homes that says a place for everything and everything in its place. It's a lovely thought, but how can we get there? Let me encourage you, we can get there, but it's not going to happen all by itself. If everything has a place, it makes it easier for you and your family to clean up. You save time by not losing items and spending time looking for them. The things you need are in the right place where you use them. So put items where you find yourself using them and where they are most convenient. It sounds simple, but many of us don't do this. A big clutter area we all seem to have is where we enter and exit our homes. Make sure you have good storage in that area of your home, that you have a place for shoes and coats and keys and bags and all those other items that we need when we're coming and going. Again, take it a room at a time and envision how you use that room and what you need to find homes for in each room. Then we need to identify the clutter See that because the clutter in our homes begins little by little over time. It doesn't happen overnight and it's not fixed in a day. We need to get to the underlying reasons for our clutter. Much of our clutter is holding on to items that we're emotionally attached to. I'm less likely to get rid of an item if I'm emotionally attached to it. The reality is I can't keep every memory of my children's childhood. I need to determine which items I'm going to keep and how I'm going to store them. You know, a lot of people do. You can take photos of them with an item or um, 
You can keep several items from each school year or journal for each school year or some ideas to cut down on your kids' paperwork. I've also loved, there's a lovely app for the iPhone, and I'm not sure, maybe it's for Android too, I need to double check that, but I've loved an app called Chatbooks as a way to capture memories. Actually, I know it's an app for the Android because my husband has it on his phone. First of all, it takes the clutter of my pictures off my phone and helps me to get them in a small, sweet little photo book. So a lot of times I'll take pictures of my grandbabies with their art projects. So when I take that picture off the fridge to throw it out, Nana doesn't feel so guilty. But I have loved chat books just for our general photos. that They put together a beautiful little photo album. You can put 60 pictures in and you can do it as a subscription. What will happen automatically as you add pictures. So when it hits that 60 pictures, it gives you a few days to get in and readjust and change the cover photo or the cover page and uh, it gives you some options to um, have different size pictures and you can add captions and it comes with the dates and the locations from your phone but you can even get in and change those so it's kind of fun so I have really loved it it's been a great way to get that clutter off of my phone in those pictures that we never use into a hands-on photo book that I have to tell you I have them on my coffee tables and everybody that comes in looks at them the grandbabies love them but just general guests love to pick them up because they're such a sweet little size and um, the cover photos are fun to pick a fun photo from that that batch that went in and you can even make special ones from the vacations and customize them and I love it because my husband has the app on his phone so I have them as an adder to mine so we can add our pictures together to the same book which has just been a treat we've really enjoyed that so a little little break there for a plug for chat books because it's been a favorite app that I've loved another area though is paperwork because that's another big clutter area to battle Having a system for your daily mail so it doesn't gather into a pile on your counter is huge, right? Try to keep papers from coming into your home. And this is a simple one to think about writing appointments right into your calendar so you don't have to take the little reminder card at the dentist or the doctor or the hair, um, the hairdresser. And if you're comfortable, you can do so much of your banking and bill paying online, pretty much all of it. So I do have a post called Simple Home Filing System, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. With It's just my really simplified filing system because I'm not very good at paperwork, and it's not one of my favorite things to do, and I'm not naturally organized with it, so I had to think of a system that was simple and easy for me to handle. So let's get back to talking about clutter. So clutter is best defined as anything you have in your home that doesn't have a purpose. So you need to ask yourself what the benefit is of holding on to this item. And the other area you need to consider is the amount of space you have available in your home for storage. That's a big one. So as you're working through and you're determining the purpose of each room, and you're pondering at this point maybe how to get a hold of your paperwork struggle, your next step would be starting to tear it apart room by room. I always say to start with your paperwork first because that's usually a big one we deal with. So from the paperwork, as you start to think about what that's going to look like, now you can start tackling room by room your clutter. And remember, you can't organize clutter. Well, we're going to do the typical, you've already heard this in many different ways when we're talking about clutter. You're going to get out three bags or boxes and label them. And one's going to be throw away, one's going to be giveaway, and one's going to be put away. So your giveaway box obviously is for items to donate. Your put away are for items whose purpose is not in the current room you're decluttering, but you need to find another spot where they are more conveniently used. And the biggest bag you're probably going to have is throw away. Um, A quick thought on the giveaway box or bag 
is that you should take that one right to the back of your car and keep it back in there because you can keep adding to it, but drop it off at your local donation place next time you're out running errands. And there's a rule you should really try hard to keep on this one. Once the item is in the giveaway box, you can't take it back out. I love the saying, when in doubt, throw it out. Don't hold on to that item and think, someday I just might need this because someday it's really not going to come because the purposeful items that we need are usually the ones that we use regularly. So I really encourage you as you're starting this in your various rooms, maybe you're picking your kitchen, just start with small drawers and cupboards and leave larger closets for last. Just these small starts can really encourage you to press onto the larger areas. And after you've determined the purpose of the room and decluttered, you can start to see if there are any storage needs that would help make it more productive and easy to clean up. I really recommend don't Um, I know a lot of people, you're getting ready to, you're going to organize and declutter a little bit. It's the start of the year and you're all excited and you go out and buy all these storage bins. Don't do that. Don't buy bins for storage until after you've purged an area because you may initially already have a lot of bins and then you may have a bunch left over after decluttering. And the other aspect is you may not even need bins after you've decluttered and not have to buy any. So our storage bins in themselves can become an area of clutter. So I'm, I, can, I can raise my hand on that one and say, yep, I've done that. So many storage items and nothing to put in them anymore. So, so just a side note here, um, as I told you to leave the larger closets for last, my point being here is that cleaning out my clothes closet used to be a really large task for me. But now it's become like cleaning out a small drawer because of a big purge. So I can encourage you that when I did that big clean out and that purge of my clothes closet, every season, it just takes me a few minutes to go through it and get it in shape again. And one tip I've loved for cleaning closets that's been a good visual help for me is at the start of a new season, I turn all my clothes hangers backwards. So at the end of the season, I can see which items I didn't wear. So when I wear an item, and I take it off, I make sure that hanger gets turned around when I put it back on to show that I wore the item. It makes It's a good visual because it makes my purging a lot easier and I've gotten a lot more bold at giving items away after seeing that hanger not turn around. Okay, sometimes I do this and leave it backwards for an extra season, just in case, right? Because you never know. But after two seasons, it's a goner. And it's a lot easier to see that, the, that items um, that are unused And I'm probably never going to wear them. If I haven't worn them in two seasons, I'm probably not going to wear them. So it's much better for me to pass it along to somebody who might wear it. And another good tidbit is to, um, just a good reminder, use use a timer. If you're just a person who maybe gets unfocused or you think this is going to take forever, just set a timer for 15 minutes and do that work for 15 minutes totally focused before you move to the next room. And please know that when we're talking about this, this decluttering, it's going to be a continuing pattern in our lives here on this earth. We're never going to declutter once in our lives and it's over. It's just going to be continual. Um, Clutter can really be dealt with on a regular basis and it, it needs to be, I should say. And some of us, some of us really are good at naturally dealing with clutter and others of us like me included really need to work at it. I have to work hard at staying organized. It's not natural for me, but I love the benefits of having a home with order and not chaos. So we we declutter to organize and make our homes functional, and we clean our homes for hygiene purposes and to beautify our spaces and make them warm and inviting for our family and others. So fill your home with things you love and truly need 
and let go of the other items little by little. This doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't magically happen by itself. It takes work and effort. Reminder again, we need to keep an eye on clutter, especially once we've decluttered so we can catch a problem area that's starting before it's out of control. We need to make sure that everything has a place and start small, simple things from car keys to shoes and coats to books. And I think of my mamas here. I know books are an issue in most of our homes. I don't even have little kids at home anymore and my books are still an issue. Continue to purge and get them in that giveaway box. And homeschool mamas, you need to determine what works for your home. But when we homeschooled, it helped to just keep a shelf for all the current and used school books. And at the end of the day, they went back on the shelf when we were done. And when my kids went to school, we made sure to have a designated place for backpacks, shoes, and coats. We packed backpacks before bed and make sure necessary papers were signed, homework was done, and packed in other necessary items, gym clothes, etc., were packed and by the door and ready to go out the next day. And another small tip is if you bring something new into your house, is there something else you can let go? A big help too is teaching your kids to tidy their own areas, all right? You're going to have to help them though in decluttering and tidying their rooms because they're just naturally going to outgrow toys and clothes and books and they're going to need a hand from us. It's not a quick thing to just tell your child to go in and declutter their room. Um, They're going to need a little help from mom there, but help them so they can at least get a good start in organizing their personal space. And once you get there, then hold them responsible for keeping it that way. So let's take a peek here. I don't want you to get overwhelmed at this point. So let's look at some simple baby steps and where we can begin to deal with clutter. So I always say my biggest place to start is with paperwork because we're all dealing with it. Have a system in place to deal with daily mail and school papers. Work out a very simple filing system that you can keep up with. And when mail comes in, sort it immediately. If you do online bill pay and a bill comes in the mail, Do schedule it to pay that day if you can. That favorite rule that I love is if it takes less than two minutes, just do it. The second one would be to tidy or declutter a small area first. Start simple with one drawer or a bathroom closet or a medicine cabinet is even a great place to start. And number three is make a master list of all the areas of your home that need your attention and start with one area at a time. You can do this room by room, or you could do it topically even, like books or DVDs or toys, etc., pencils, whatever that may be. Set a timer. I call that my homemaker's best friend because you really don't realize how much you can accomplish in 15 minutes, but it is a lot more than you think. So set a timer and get started and just work until it goes off and stop for the day in that area and do it again tomorrow. So purge frequently. Don't be afraid to toss or give away items and have a place for everything. One other thought here, if someone gives you an item, it's now yours to do with whatever you desire. It's yours. They give it to you, right? (laughs) Just like when you give someone something, it's now theirs. It's not yours anymore. You can do with it as you desire unless it came with the stipulation that if you don't want it, they would like it back. So you can use it if needed or pass it along if you don't. When we give someone either a new gift or a used item, it's now theirs and they can do with it as they please. So don't hold guilt over giving away that juicer you never use, you inherited from someone or a piece of furniture or whatever that may be. So let's remember one baby step at a time. Our clutter did not appear overnight 
and it's not going to disappear overnight. And any progress forward is better than none. Decluttering it and organizing their skills and they take practice and time to learn. It's like learning any new skill, playing an instrument. The more you practice and are consistent with it, the better you get. This is really no different. There's many benefits to decluttering, but I think the big one for me personally, at least is time saved. When my home is decluttered and tidy, I spend much less time cleaning. And when I do clean, it's extremely simplified. My mind is freed up because I know where to find needed items, especially important papers. I have more time to spend with my family and less time to spend cleaning and organizing. So as I share this, I need to share the reminder before we close that my true rest, it's not found in a clean or a tidy home, but in Christ. We can easily make an idol out of a good thing. Having a tidy home is a good thing and a helpful thing, but it isn't the most important thing. Finding our true rest in Christ is. I love sharing practical tips because we need help in dealing with these everyday paths and they're part of our lives. But I just don't want us to forget what is most important and that is our true rest and identity is found in Christ. That topic alone is going to be a podcast on its own in the near future. Tim Keller from a book called Counterfeit God says, an idol is whatever you look at and say in your heart of hearts. If I have that, then I'll feel my life has meaning. Then I know I'll have value. Then I'll feel significant and secure. So we can sometimes look at a cleaner, tidy home as a way that we'll truly find rest. But at this point, as Mr. Keller said, we've made it an idol and an idol is going to fail us because it keeps us from trusting in God alone for where we find our true rest. We have just forfeited his grace. And when we see ourselves doing this, friends, we must repent and turn from this thinking and turn to Christ and trust that even in the midst of the chaos in our homes, he is where we find true rest. So remember, my dear friends, Jesus is enough always. Thank you so much for your time today. And again, you can find the show notes or how to contact me and where to find me on social media at thankfulhomemaker.com. I'd love you to share this podcast with a friend if it's been a help to you. And please take a moment, friends, if you haven't yet, and leave a review or rate the podcast wherever you listen to it. And thank you so many bunches for all of you who have left ratings and reviews wherever you listen to this podcast. It really does help others to find it. Have a blessed week. Mm -hmm.